everybody, this is Lindsay Monroe. I am walking across the country from South Carolina to hopefully San Francisco. So I hope you uh, listen in and enjoy the trip. Oh, Lindsay's got a plan to walk from sea to shining sea and meet the many people who make up this country. So turn in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. Hello. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good, thanks. Well, I'm good, yeah. <laughs> Wait, let's get this nailed down. Are you good or very good? I personally am very good. Okay. I, I guess you could say the, the only reason I wouldn't be good is because I'm pissed off about all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. Especially, you know, all the stuff Donald Trump is doing is very upsetting. Yep. Yep. I'm with you there. Yeah. So I kind of just had to, you know, I just want to let everybody know that I'm on their side and I'm just as sad and embarrassed and angry as them. And I, I just think that that needs to be said. Um, before we get started on the wonderful adventures of the week, I just, I just want everybody to know that I'm aware and it's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no uh, turning a blind eye or, or anything uh, after the last couple of days, but it, that just needs to be, that just needs to be put out there and said, yeah. Um... Even with the whole, like when he, he, uh, so, you know, like working on the wall, like a $15 billion wall. I, I, was in, I was in a state where kids can't go home with a textbook because there's not enough money in the school for each kid to have a textbook. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about building like a $25 billion wall. So Mississippi has the worst education in the country. Their kids can't do homework because there's not enough textbooks in a lot of the schools for each kid to have one. But let's build a wall and let's, let's, let's focus on so many other things. I mean, that, I actually got really mad when uh, a parent told me that their kid doesn't have a textbook. You know, I was like, re- like in this day and age, like how come enough people don't know that? Or, or, or I'm naive, but I'm not anymore. And uh, <laughs> let's focus on that, America. You know, let's, let's focus on making you want to make America great again let's let's uh let's start making it great by taking care of each other <laughs> and not banning people and building a wall and creating separation mm-hmm. that's I just had to get that I had to get that off my chest it's been bothering me <laughs> yeah no I uh I appreciate it and that's not politics that's not politics that's human nature decency yeah for sure um yeah but anyways, <laughs> well, I, I I mean, related to that, I mean, I guess we're kind of I'm kind of skipping past some things here, but I was curious. I saw that you went to see uh, Al Green, uh, um, yeah, legendary <laughs> soul singer and current proprietor of his own church in Memphis. Yeah, uh, Al Green. I did. That was that's what I did this morning. My mother brought me to a store to buy a shirt because I don't really own anything nice but sweatshirts and workout shirts, uh, so that I could go to church respectively today. <laughs> oh, that was good thinking. Yes, yeah, to listen to Al Green preach, which I did. <laughs> yeah, and I saw him, uh, I guess it was, was it, I, I think two years ago. Um, yeah. And it was his birthday, and 
uh, I think he was feeling just a little expansive and it was great to see him. He wasn't totally, um, you know, he didn't stick to a particular topic that much, but it was great. I don't think he ever does. I I think that, I don't think that he ever does. I think he just kind of, whatever's in his head comes out. Okay. Did he address um, anything that was going on? Um, yeah, he definitely brought up Donald Trump. He, he's definitely not a fan. He he kept it pretty um, politically correct as much as he could. Mm-hmm. But even I, I put up a post about Gip Gibson, um, that amazing man. That And he actually stood up there, a 97-year-old man, and said, and this is a man of scripture and religion, in prayer, and he was like, Donald Trump is the Antichrist. And this is a man you can barely understand because of, you know, uh, he's 97, Southern accent, he mumbles, you know, his education is probably very poor considering he was born in the early 1900s. And (laughs) he was like, and Donald Trump is the Antichrist. I'm like, well, I heard that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I agree. But um Al Green, I got blessed and uh, prayers from Al Green and all the women at his church. So uh, that's a first. I mean, a lot of people can't say that. <laughs> right. Because we were like a bunch of people were kind of coming up and he knows who goes to his church every week because he's waving at people, saying hello and everything else, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he starts to see people who he's not used to. He's like, where are you from? You know, where are you from? Oh, we're from France. We're from Chicago. And then, you know, we came up, me, Chris, and Dick, and where, where are you folks from? And uh, Dick's like, Massachusetts. And then Dick was just like, and she's walking across the country. And he's like, she's doing what? Wait, what? God bless Everybody, we got to bless this girl walking across, you know. So that was kind of fun. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And then all these women came up to me after and hugging me, giving me all these prayers and telling me, wishing me and like, be safe and I'm talking to these like seventy year old women dressed dressed to the nines, like mink coats and Yeah, I definitely remember. People are dressed up for church. The hats and everything, yeah. We were the most underdressed people in the room, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But anyways, do you wanna start where we left off again or go back to where we left off? Hey, it's your podcast. Let's uh let's Well that way I can keep everything straight in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, let's do All that. right. So yeah. So where we left off, I was still in like Florence, Muscle Shoals area. So I got, I got dropped off after having a couple days with my, you know, young millennials. Um, they dropped me off in the Tuscumbia Muscle Shoals area where they found me. Mm-hmm. And I had actually talked to another couch surfer um, who was willing to take me in because he, he had offered to take me in, but he was like moving his parents into a new house. So he was like, listen up. I'm so sorry I was unable to help you, but, like, I really want to show you this cool place, at least one cool place, if you're still in the area for a day. I'm like, well, 
I'm walking out of the area, but if you're willing to pick me up at the end of the day, and then I can crash in your couch, and then you bring me back there the next morning, like, then, yes, I can hang out, you know, you can show me somewhere. So he brought me to, and I, there's pictures on my Facebook of a Cane Creek nat- Nature Preserve, and it was like mer- Middle Earth. It was just like the most amazing waterfall, and it's these people's backyard, and they're school teachers, and they acquired like 44 acres, and then they just kept kind of buying more, and they preserved it so like no one could touch it. Nobody can come and like take the trees down for money or anything. So it was beautiful, you know. Um, so then I crafted him and then he dropped me off uh, where he picked me up in Cherokee, Alabama, which was about 12 or 13 miles before the Mississippi border. So yeah, yeah, made it to Mississippi, another state. Yeah. So the next day, and actually right before I got to Mississippi, I saw a shoe tree, which I'd never heard or seen of such a thing. But I saw these people, like, car pulled over, and these, like, people milling around. I'm like, oh, what are those people doing? And then I see all these shoes hanging from a tree. I was like, what? I have a pair of shoes I haven't worn in about a month. You know, there's, like, no sole left in it, and there's no no rubber left on the bottom of the shoe. Like, I think it's time to throw those away. Mm-hmm. So I ran across the street, and I signed the pair of shoes of how many miles and, like, to this tree that I've walked. And I tried about seven times to throw the shoes into the tree. And then I fell down the hill and, like, hit my back on a rock. I was like, really? Oh, jeez. Yeah, this is how I'm going to get injured is, like, being stupid and throwing my shoes in a tree. <laughs> and then finally, on the last try, I got it and uh, went back on the road on my way to uh, Taz, Mississippi. So about five miles or four miles later, I got into Mississippi. Woohoo! Yeah. New state. And, uh kind of pissed because the sign was I was supposed to take a right hand turn to go down this other road and the sign was like I don't know 400 yards from where this road was so I had to leave my cart in like not the best place I was like oh my god somebody wants to steal it and then like sprint up the road and like take a picture of the sign and then run back to my cart but whatever I got the picture that's all that matters so then I'm walking down this road and I'm on my way to Iuka, which is where I knew that I was going to be staying for the night, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a place to stay. I didn't have a um, campground, a hotel, a couch surfer. So my intention ahead of time was to stop at the fire station in the police station and be like, hey, you know, is there a park I can stay in? Um, can I just put my tent, you know, behind the building? Because, like, yeah, you know, just somewhere safe and not to be a problem for them either. You know, they don't want to get phone calls of like, there's a tent in my backyard kind of thing. Sure. So if I can get into downtown, I can just ask them and how easy it for me to just put my tent and they, they don't have to worry about phone calls about some weirdo tenting in the woods. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. Um, but before that happened, I'm about two miles from the fire department and this woman and her husband, come pulling over in their pickup truck. And they're like, excuse me. I'm like, hi, how's it going? I saw you. My son lives in Cherokee, Alabama. And I saw you walking down Route 72. And then I left him and I came back 
to home in Mississippi, and I saw you and your baby again. And I was like, they can't be sleeping outside tonight. It's too cold. I was like, no, I don't have a baby. She was like, well, I went and we, I got my husband in the pickup truck because I was just in a little Camry, and we've been looking for you. We've been driving up and down 72, and then we came down this way. So where are you headed? And I was like, oh, I'm going to the fire station. You know, I'm going to ask where I can put my tent. I was like, well, I don't. I don't feel comfortable unless I know that you're safe and warm. Can I drive you to the fire department? I was like, well, how many miles is it? She's like, two. I was like, well, no, I, I can do that then. She's like, I need to sleep tonight. <laughs> I need to make sure. I was like, yeah, but then we had to put the cart in the truck. And the, and she's like, I told you I need to sleep tonight, sweetheart. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> so they dropped me off two miles up the road at the fire department. The sweethearts finally got you, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I, well, they were. she had literally been looking for me for an hour, like, in her car. Yeah. She went and got her husband in the pickup truck, specifically looking for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of felt obligated, and she was like, I won't sleep, sweetheart, unless you let me know that you're safe. And I was like, well, you can just meet me there in an hour. But anyways, I get in the truck. They give me a tour of downtown Iuka, which is, about a two-minute tour. Yeah. It's a beautiful little town, though, that looks like it hasn't been touched, you know? Mm-hmm. And then um, she dropped, so she drops me off in the fire department, police station, and city hall are pretty much all one building. No, it is all one building. It's like, yeah, it's pr- it, it's it's a small town. So anyways, I, I walk in, and I'm like, hi. Like, they all kind of turn around and look at me. I was like, hi, my name's Lindsay. I'm walking across the country, and... There, I couldn't find any motels or campgrounds close enough. Sun is setting. Can I just put my tent like in the gazebo across the street in that park over there or behind the building? Like the building looks good. There's a good spot out back. And they're like, no, you can't, but you can put it right here in this bay here. We have an open bay. You can put it in. We'll even turn the heat on. Come here. Let's turn the heat. Hey, we have a couch over here. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's fine. Like, I have my tent. I can sleep outside. Like, no, no, no. You're not sleeping outside. So... I stayed there, um, and they were amazing, and they were all taking pictures and everything, and then I ran around downtown taking pictures, and I walked into the um, radio station, and I was like, hey, guys, I would love to do an interview, because I've been taken in so nice, like, kindly by this, this town and the police department and the fire department. I'd love to come in for, like, 10 minutes tomorrow morning and do a little ditty, you know? Mm-hmm. So I spent the night at the, the fire department, police department. They were so good to me. They brought me to Subway for dinner and they paid for it. Um, yeah, they were just, I can't even explain it. So they were like, where are you sleeping tomorrow? And I said, well, I was going to try to get to Corinth. They're like, that's like 25, you know, 26 miles from here. I was like, yeah, I know. But my mom's going to be around the day after. So, you know, whatever. So they're like, well, hold on. And then we're looking at the map. They're like, oh, okay, well, there's a part-time fire department in um, Glen. So here, let's, well, hold on. We're going to call. So they call up the next town, 15 miles away, is um, fire, part-time fire chief. And he's like, yeah, of course. But because it's part-time, they're like, we'll just, we'll walk her in for the night, you know, like, and as long as she doesn't mind if there's a fire, <laughs> you know, that we wake her up, you know, the place is all hers. There's, it's basically like an apartment. There's, you know, um, bathroom, shower, kitchen, couches, and all the fire trucks. 
So they set that up for me, and I was like, oh, that's great. So anyways, the next morning, I wake up in Iuka. I go do the interview at the news station, and everybody was so nice. And literally a mile down the road, this woman pulls over, and she's like, hey, hi, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a groupie. I just heard you on the radio. Can we take a selfie? And I got this keychain for you. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it's old Miss. Like, you need to have something from Mississippi. I know you're only going to be here for, like, four days or something. I was like, oh, my God. All right, thank you. And we took a picture. And then I got maybe three miles down the road from there. And another woman who had seen the post of me and all the police officers on Facebook um, and me telling everyone that they had taken me in, she she's like, can we take a selfie? Like, only if you tag me in it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to do the Appalachian Trail, like, I was like, I'll do Massachusetts part with you if you want to do it. Anyways, so I got about half a mile from the Glen Fire Department. And there's my Iuka police officers right there. Like, pulled up off the side of the road, standing there like, hey, you know, it's right up there. We just wanted to make sure that you got here. You said you'd get here by 4 o'clock. It's like 345. And we're just checking on you because we wouldn't have been able to sleep tonight if we didn't know that you were here safely. And I was like crying. I was like, wow. I mean, that's just, Mm -hmm. you know, extreme care. You know, I was two towns away from their town. And anyways, so I get to the fire department and I meet uh, two of the firefighters who let me in (laughs) and on their own fault, they're like, Oh yeah, you know, make yourself at home, like, please, like, maybe, and then one of the uh, firefighters is like, I'll bring you some dinner that my wife, you know, my wife's going to make dinner, I'll bring some order for you after church and everything, and he's like, uh, yeah, feel free to take a selfie with the fire truck, just get comfortable, I was like, I can make a picture with the fire truck, that's okay, like, you guys don't mind if I, like, stand on them, they're like, no, of course, you know, yeah, we would love it, I was like, okay, cool, bye, <laughs> Mm. Mm. they left me to my own <laughs> devices with all of these, all their uniforms and helmets and fire trucks and a camera and a self timer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I basically like made myself a calendar of myself mm-hmm. <laughs> at the Glen fire department station. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> I could make a calendar pretty much. Yeah. You guys only saw three of them, but <laughs> on Facebook, there might be more in the photo book. You never know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that was that was uh, definitely fun. <laughs> Don't ever leave me alone and be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> knock yourself out. You're by yourself. <laughs> take whatever pictures you want. <laughs> they didn't say that. They said, feel free to take a selfie with the fire truck. Oh, yeah. Well, same thing. No jury would convict. Yeah, exactly. And then after... I did those selfies. The um, the guy who had Chuck, who had let me in, came back with dinner, like homemade dinner, chicken enchiladas that his wife had made. Uh, and he brought me a Bible as well, because I think he, because uh, of a comment probably that I made, hmm. because we were talking about being Facebook friends, and he said something about the fact that oh, I was looking at that very, that barn picture you have where the barn looks like a face. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, that was a great barn. And then as I'm looking at it, I'm like reading what my friends had written. And one person was like, that barn looks like 
it just found out Donald Trump was elected president. And I read it out loud by accident, and I kind of looked up at him, and I was like, oh, by the way, if you want to be my Facebook friend, you have to understand now that, like, most of the people on my page are very liberal. I was like, and a lot of my friends, and then, like, I looked up his name, and there was, and honestly, once I was in Iuka, there was a lot of very religious people with crosses on their pages and everything. And so I kind of said to him, like, listen, like, if you want to be my friend, you have to understand there's going to be a lot of Trump uh, or fact-checking um, about Donald Trump, I said. And then, you know, I've met other people, and I have, I have people with, you know, the Confederate flag all over their Facebook page because these are people I've met in the South. And I said, and I, you know, after being in Iuka and some other places, I've met a lot of people who are very, like, very religious, and I'm in the Bible Belt, and I get it. But if you want to be my Facebook friend, just understand that that's what you're getting. You're getting all of the above. Right. Not realizing he was like a, a Southern Baptist preacher or pastor, sorry, pastor. So he comes back with dinner and a Bible, and he was like, so you said that you were in the Bible Belt. Well, here's one to take on the road kind of thing. And I was like, uh, did you have anything smaller? Because I am pushing everything, you know. He's like, that's the condensed version. I was like, yeah, I, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and uh, we sat down and we had like a two-hour conversation about Jesus Christ and religion. And and he had the most beautiful prayer for me. And I'll take all the prayers I can get because sure. it can't hurt. It can't hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. And anyways... Um, so that was interesting and he, but it was kind and we were both very open-minded and yeah. So that was my first experience with like that though, like, you know, kind of like the Bible being given to me and maybe he wanted to save me a little bit, but, (laughs) um, but it was, it was actually a really good two hour conversation and he was willing to listen to questions, hard questions I had for him. So. I very much respected the conversation and stuff, and yeah. Actually, can I ask you something about that? Oh, yes. Sorry, yeah. I mean, you said that you asked him some hard questions, and he was happy to talk about them. Like, I don't know. Okay, this is, this, this, yeah. So he started, he actually started talking about, like, Jesus Christ and the Antichrist. Mm. And he started explaining to me, because I don't, never, I'm sorry, you, I think you know, I don't have a religious background or anything, whatsoever right so when people say certain things to me i'm like i don't know you know and um he was like yeah it's a messiah who lies his way to the top and and he fools people and he gets himself into a position of power and he's going on and all i can think about is like oh my god Mm -hmm. (laughs) that sounds like Donald trump and when he finished giving me the definition i looked at him and i said are you talking about donald trump like is that what you're explaining to me oh, no, 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 Donald Trump's not the Antichrist. I mean, Hillary would have hurt this country way more. I was like, wait a minute, everything you just said to me is the definition of Donald Trump. And he was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. And I was like, okay, like teach your own. All right, cool. You know, (laughs) and um, (sighs) yeah. (laughs) Just when I listened to his definition, that was kind of (laughs) where I went. It was the definition of how I feel about him. And he just looked at me like I was crazy because he definitely, he voted for Donald Trump. And I was just like, but your kids isn't even a textbook, but we're worried about a wall. All right, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a hard question. Um, I, I put a couple scientific questions out there. Like how many years has, you know, 
has the planet existed and we had a big billion year different differential there. Yeah. So definitely a difference in opinion, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We were both raised completely different. Sure. And he was kind, kind, one of the kindest people I've ever met. And yeah, but, um, I think those were hard questions to ask, at least in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So anyway, so I have my night at the fire department all by myself. And I wake up in the morning and as you know, your dad, Dick, and my mother, Chris, were coming to meet me the next day on, the, on a vacation after 75 days of a little vacation time. So hold on. Mom, do you guys want to say hi? Hi, Jake. How are you doing? Oh, doing good. How are you? Good. 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 I mean, here's Dick, too. Okay. Hey, Jake. Hi, Dad. Was he filling you in on all the news? Yeah. Yep. Sounds like a lot been going on. Yeah, a lot has. It's been it's been a really good trip. You know, uh, we got to see, we got to show the things that we wanted to show, especially, uh, you know, Clarksdale Mm-hmm. and uh, Delta, that whole part of the country, and then up here in Memphis. But uh, we've also seen some things that we hadn't seen before either. Today we went to the Ornamental uh, National Ornamental Metal Museum, which we hadn't been to before. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also went up in that pyramid, you know, in Memphis, the Bass Pro Shop. Oh, I know. That's what's inside that big pyramid. And way at the top of it is a... Um, a restaurant and bar with this incredible view of the whole city and across the uh, Mississippi and everything. It was just as the sun was going down, so which Lindsay timed perfectly for photographic purposes, of course. Yeah, she has a way of doing that. Yeah, so it's been a great trip. Well, it looks like Lindsay's got some more stories to tell you, so I'll put her back on. Yeah, yeah. So long, Jake. Bye. Okay. We'll be seeing you soon. Yeah. So, so Chris and Dick showed up. Is that, oh, I went the next day. I left the fire department. I started heading to, I got about five miles from the Tennessee border. Oh, and I went to White Trolley Burger or White Trolley Cafe in Corinth, Mm -hmm. which apparently is like where you go and you get a slug burger and it's like soybean, pork, and beef. And it's what they used to use to like stretch the burgers back during the depression. And it used to cost a nickel. And, uh, cause like all these people in Iuka were like, you gotta go there and get a slug burger. I was like, okay, fine. And they're like, ask for Jeremiah or Lambert. And so I did. And they're like, where are you from? You don't sound like you're from here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't. And this young, like 14 or 13 year old girl, like to my right, a couple of seats down was with her dad. And they were like, you're doing what? And this girl was just like, completely in shock kind of and she just kept asking questions and like so interested and right before she left she came up and was I gave her my card like hey if you have Facebook or Instagram I'd love to like have you join the um, journey and everything and so right before she left she walks up she's like can we take a picture says like you're amazing and she is, I don't know, 13, 14, and she wrote the nicest thing on Facebook about meeting me. And, I mean, mm-hmm. she's she's going to do well the way that she, the thing she had to say, she's just sweet, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, so then I'm walking down the road, and I see these two, 
people with like huge backpacks on, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh my God, there's other people. Hey, come back, come back, come back. You know, where are you going? Where are you going? And so I chase them down. I cross the street and I chase them down. I'm like, hey. And they're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, hey, where are you guys going? You guys, you guys shouldn't have backpacks. You should have one of these things. They're like, oh, well, we, we actually hitchhike and like hop, hop, hop the trains. I was like, oh, okay, I don't do that. I actually walk all the time. <laughs> and uh, they had a little puppy with them and I had a bag of jerky in my cart. So I gave them a bag of jerky for uh, Loki, their dog. Mm-hmm. And we talked for probably a half an hour. And, I, and they're like, why are you doing this? I was like, or actually, we both said the same thing. I was like, because life isn't about working. And they're like, life is about having experiences. I was like, exactly. Yep, all right, we understand each other. Cool, all right, we're going to have a good day kind of thing. Took their picture and went my way and crossed the bridge. And mom had been texting me saying, like, we're in a red deep compass. Uh, we're this many miles away. And then as I'm like, in this gas station parking lot because the road was so hard, I couldn't actually be in the road. I had to go from, like, one gas station over a bunch of grass and curbs. It was just a hard road. And I see this Jeep Compass, and, you know, Dick and Chris, like, they look very confused and lost, and, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, there they are. (laughs) So I run in front of their car almost, like, smacking my hands and, like, jumping up and down. And then they're like, oh, oh, there she is and pull over and we hop in the car and they're like, Hey, let's go to Clarksdale. So we went to Clarksdale, which is this amazing music town in the middle of the Delta in Mississippi. And I've never heard of it. And they took me in all these weird back roads. And I'm just like, like I have been walking across the country, but I've never been more scared. Like, where are we kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, what a cool town that everybody should go to. And they brought me to this really cool place that we stayed at. That was really nice. And the guy who owns the lofts and apartments and hotel, it's all the three, um, wanted to do a tour with me because my parents had told him what I was doing. And he's like, oh, my God, I want to meet her. And I want to do a tour and give her a tour of the town. So I was like, that sounds great. So we went down to Clarksdale the first night, listened to some live music at some, like, it was like an art gallery slash, like, I don't really know if it was a bar. It was kind of like, help yourself, leave some cash, and, like, on the paper towel, write down what you had kind of thing. And sorry, I don't have change, so drink what it equals. I don't know. Hmm. (laughs) Kind of place. Um, We're... John Short from Massachusetts uh, CDs were on sale because apparently he plays at Clarksdale every year. Yeah. So you got to go to Clarksdale to hear a guy that we hear musically playing in Massachusetts all the time. So that was cool. Yeah. Worcester based. So all his discs are sitting there in Clarksdale. So that was just kind of a juxtaposition of where I was and how small the world is. But then again, Chris and Dick probably know, about Clarksdale because of him and Juke Joint Festival and mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain Clarksdale at, other than being like really cool and like really dead if there's not anything going on in town but there's one Juke Joint called Reds and 
it's awesome. And we lucked out on being there during the film festival. Ah, okay. And at Reds, Gibson was going to be playing. And they're like, oh, well, there's a film about him if you want to go see the film. Um, and then go see him play at Red's Juke Joint. It's pretty much, I think, the last Juke Joint in Mississippi. Or not, not maybe, no, maybe the last, like, actually still running Juke Joint in Mississippi. So I was like, I'd love to go see the film. So we go to the film, and it's just called Gips, the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's about this 97-year-old man who was a grave digger by day at a party animal by night. And he had a juke, he has a juke joint in Bessemer, Alabama. And he's just the coolest man. And I, it's hard to describe him other than like everyone should see this movie. Be careful who you turn away from your door, he said, for you may turn away your own angel. And I don't want to turn to remind. He loves everybody. And he, he had a hard time, but a quote that I used on my Facebook was that he said, if we all come together, then there is no separation. Mm-hmm. He said that after he almost got stomped to death in the 50s by a bunch of white men. Hand, like, so he's playing music. And he got stomped and like a beer broken over his head and almost killed. And he was able to overcome the anger from that and 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 heal and live and say if we can all, if we all come together then there is no separation and then live the rest of his life that way and accept people, you know, <laughs> for no matter where they were from. But then his town was trying to, like, shut them down, shut, shut the juke joint down, saying, like, you know, you're not abiding by the laws. And he's like, well, we're just a, a backyard party. Like, we don't, we accept donations, but we don't make any cash and we, you know, whatever. It literally is, but then, you know, hundreds of people, people from all over the world were coming to his, his uh, juke joint. And so the movie is about like them trying the town trying to shut them, him down and everything, and everyone in the world supporting him and coming to like the town of Bessemer and saying, "You can't shut this man down. Like this is this is a cultural icon. What's wrong with you? Preserve your culture." And I had the honor of being at the film festival where he did a Q and A and meeting him and hugging him and then listening to him four feet away at Red's joint in Clarksdale. Red is also a legend. Um, And Red was really funny, and everybody was shocked when I said he let me take his picture because I met him earlier in the day. With Chris and Dick, we just happened to, like, be walking past there, and they're like, oh, we're going to go here. Oh, hey, that's Red. Hey, Red. And they were like, this is our, you know, Lindsay, she's walking across the country. He's like, looking at my feet. He's like, I want to take a picture of your feet when you get to California kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah, he was just like, he was really nice to me. And I said, can I take your picture? And he's like, all right, sure. No problem. So I take his picture and everything. And when I started talking to people around town, they're like, isn't he so grumpy? I was like, no, he like was really nice. And he let me take his picture. They're like, he let you take his picture. Wait, he let you pose him. I was like, I didn't really pose him, but I just moved him so I could see his sign. They're like, what? I I just want to say to the listeners out there that 
um everything about that story is 100% believable to me that all like <laughs> anyone who's going to be surprised that you got this guy to po- to pose for you has not yeah. spent a whole lot of time with you cuz well, I, I, uh, yeah. I agree. I, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. No, but. it's a good thing. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, good. I see, you know, like you're just, you just got a way right about you that you're like, okay, well, let's do this. And everyone's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah that, that actually sounds like a pretty good idea. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, no, stand over here. And then his buddy was like behind him like, Dude, she's walking across the country. Like, that's cool. He's like, and then he was still like talking to me as I was taking the picture. I was like, stop talking. Click, click, click. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take a picture of my feet for you when I get to California. And he's like, I want to see a picture of those feet when you get there. And then when we got to the bar later, mm-hmm. um, when Gip was actually playing, he was just telling everybody that he wanted a picture of my feet once I got there. He's like, this crazy girl's walking across the country. Don't you want to see her feet once she gets there? And so it just kind of became. So then I'm like going to the bathroom and all these people are like, are you that crazy girl walking around the country? So it just became actually like everyone in the, in this juke joint, like got the word. Uh, yeah. And then Gip was like, can I get one of them? This 97 year old man was like, can I get one of them cars you've got? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was an interesting night. Uh, it was awesome. It was a good time. Yeah, I mean, have you been to Red? Yeah, two years ago, we, I, uh, Dick and Chris and I went to the Juke Joint Fest, or yeah, the Juke Joint Festival in Clarksdale, right? Uh, which is an annual event, and I want to definitely want to go back sometime. And um, I guess I like the Juke Joint thing. It's sort of, I mean, Reds is is basically a bar. Uh, no, but it's not because like. Because you can bring your own booze in there. He, you can only buy beer from him. That's right. And like water, but you can bring your own booze in. Like Gip and them are passing around moonshine. They're pouring free moonshine all over the place. And like one girl had a bottle of tequila. It was like, have a have a shot with me, you know. And we took a selfie. Mm-hmm. Her name is Tracy, and we took a selfie. And I took a shot of tequila with her that she brought in herself. So it's like he's not. It's not like a bar where like he's trying to actually make a lot of money. I think. It's more about like he's bringing music to the people and like he's charging at the door so he can pay the band and pay himself to stay open. Right. Because I mean, you go to the bathroom and you can like see the, you can see like outside through the floorboards, you know? Mm hmm. Anyway, um, but yeah, Clarksdale, uh, you know, at the, like it was, because we stayed, the, the festival ended on Saturday and there was a few things that happened Sunday morning a little bit yeah but uh we went for a walk sunday afternoon and you know the the streets were just empty and it was like a little spooky oh yeah just how quickly it emptied out but uh anyway yeah back to you so anyway so baba who owns the loft and everything he's pretty much like the mayor of clarksdale but i don't think he's the actual he, oh actually i know he's not the mayor because the mayor was in the movie i thought but baba seems to be you know the well, I jokingly said to my mom, like, oh, I really wanted to see inside that building. Oh, I bet Bubba's got a key to every building in town. And then as we were actually pulling up to a place, he's like, hey, can you grab me that briefcase in the back? It's filled with keys. And he opens it, and I start laughing. I'm like, he literally does have a key to everything in town, and it's just a briefcase filled with keys with labels on them. And it's so many doors in town. I'm just laughing. So anyway, he's the one who owns the loft. 
that we were staying in, the one who had said, can I bring you for a tour around town? You know, mm-hmm. of course you can. We would love that. So we had breakfast. He came over, met us. Was like, re- he recognized um, mom and Dick and then introduced himself to me. And he's like, so, you know, maybe around two o'clock today, I can take you for a little tour. I was like, I would love that. And he's like, do you like dogs at all? Cause he's like, I got to stop by the dog shelter that I'm kind of running and we're expanding. And uh, I, you know, I saw on your Facebook, you really like dogs. I was like, um, yes, please. Like, and if there's a dog that just happens to follow me for the rest of the country, is that okay? And then I'll find a good home for him in California. He's like, okay. <laughs> you know? So he brought me to uh cares Clarksdale dog shelter and it's really funny because we walk into the shelter and there's all these beautiful dogs and they had just had a, a big spaying and neutering too. So this is a totally like no kill shelter, mm-hmm. um, nonprofit organization. And you know, my heart goes out to dogs, like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> so I was just like in heaven and we walked out to where like the bigger dogs are and some bigger pens where they need to be outside in their own, you know, fencing areas and there's this big old pit bull. And I was like, oh, my God, look at that baby. And he's like, oh, that's Simon. And I just opened the gate. And he and, and Bubba looks at Chris and Dick and goes, is she just hopping into a pen with a pit bull that she's never met before? She's like, yeah. And so I'm, like, petting him and giving him a little massage. And then my mom's like, look up. And she took that picture of me in the pen with Simon. And he's like, I can't believe she... And then I was like, she knows if a dog is, you know, she, trust me, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry about her. She's made it 75 days out here by herself. She'll be just fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So then he brought us to actually the, the new place that they're expanding on and they're going to have such a good facility for these dogs. Because apparently it was like one other shelter shut down and they just dropped off all these dogs to them. And they were like, oh my God. And so Baba and some other good people in town and, and uh, PetSmart have given them a lot of money to take care of these dogs. So, yes, go dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then he brought us to, like, all these other cool spots in town, like you know, the radio station where Ike Turner was first ever recorded, which is completely closed and shut down. And I'm talking, like, you know, bird poop everywhere, stray cats inside the building. And he has the key to it and brought us in there. And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, I kind of recorded right here. And then he brought us into the old Paramount, um, like movie theater, the old Paramount theater, which the roof has completely collapsed. All these pictures will have like within a week beyond my, um, website page. I just haven't, I've been so busy having fun. Yeah. I haven't had time to really update anything. And to even get there, yeah. So anyways, uh, so that was really cool. Like, going to these broken-down buildings and being the only one, you know, because he has the keys to everything. So that was awesome. And then, yep, so then we saw the movie with Gip there, my favorite 97-year-old man I have a huge crush on, whose heart is the, the kindest. He's probably the kindest man. And with all everything that's going on in the world right now, he is somebody who has always thought that, you know, let's just kind of get together and, like, you know, do this, that, and the other thing, and this world will be a better place. 
Mm-hmm. And he's not wrong, you know. And uh, so I get to hang out with him and meet him and get a couple pictures with him and everything else. So then, oh, then we came up to Memphis. Yeah, we went up to Memphis. Mm-hmm. What did we do yesterday? Yesterday, oh, yesterday they let me walk across the border into Memphis. So I was five miles from the, the border of Tennessee when they picked me up. So I did a good... 14 mile walk yesterday into all the way to Graceland. So from Mississippi to like Elvis's literal house. And then we went down to Beale street and checked out Beale street. And then, um, had that amazing giant apple dumpling dessert that if you saw on Facebook and then this morning we woke up, went to the Al green tabernacle, which we already talked about. Yep. And then we and I think Dick touched on everything else. And then, oh, we went to Sun Studio as well, where Elvis Presley was discovered, Johnny Cash, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. I mean, well, I guess it's like hold the microphone that Elvis and a million others, or not a million, but like Johnny Cash and all those guys sang into. Yeah. You know, so that was really cool. Uh, the drum set that Bono played on and... Oh, and then we went to dinner, and this is actually really funny. So we're at dinner tonight, and I'm talking to my waitress, and Chris and Dick are like, oh, she's walking across the country. Do you know anyone in Arkansas that will take her in? She's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm from Mississippi. Like, I really, I don't even know anyone in Memphis kind of thing. And then a couple, like, other servers kind of come down the stairs. And they're all kind of talking. And then she's like, oh, my God, guys, this girl's walking across the country. And this one girl goes, oh, my God, yeah, I have a friend who, like, did that kind of thing. Like, he went on bikes from Seattle to Florida Keys. And I was like, are you talking about Tyler Ross? And she's like, yeah, wait, what? I was like, from Florence? She's like, yeah, that's where I'm from. I was like, do you remember last week we talked about this impressive man who had done the – Appalachian Trail and had ridden his bike from Seattle all the way to Florida Keys. Yeah, totally. Who was making fun of me for carrying too much stuff and he owned the bar, the Wildwood. Well, she's like, yeah, I grew up in Florence. We grew up together. We went to school together. I was like, okay, this is a small world. We're in a different state in a city. You're not even my server. You just came down to say goodbye to your friend. And this all happened, you know, and I already texted him and he was like, oh, my God, it's a really small world. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, you. so you went into a radio station. Oh, yeah. Oh, but funny story. For the next day after I stayed at the Glen Fire Department. Yeah. And in the radio, in the radio interview, I had said something like, um, yeah, and tomorrow night I'll be staying in Glen, and I think all Glen is is a church and a fire department. And, like, you know, we kind of laughed. And then, so the next day after I left the fire department, oh, by the way, I'm on sunglasses pair number four now. Mm. My, I couldn't find my sunglasses, and the last ones were cracked in half anyways. And all this, like, sand is hitting me in the face, and I was like, oh, my God, i got to get sunglasses immediately. So... It must have been two miles up the road. There's a Dollar General. So I walk in and I pick up like sunglasses, some string cheese. Uh, the necessities. Yeah, you know, string cheese and uh, Mentos, strawberry Mentos and some sunglasses, you name it. Mm. And maybe a Slim Jim. Mm. 
So anyways, the kid behind the counter takes my money, and he had been outside kind of when I walked up. And so when I leave, he sees me go back to this cart, and he comes out of the store, and he's like, uh, what's your name? I was like, that's a really weird question. Like, Lindsay's like, oh, my God, you're walking across the country, aren't you? And I was like, what? Yeah. He's like, I heard you on the radio. You're the girl who said that all there is is a fire department <laughs> and a church. He's like, you forgot about the Dollar General in Glen. And I was like, oh, my God, it's really funny. So he's like, oh, that's crazy. He's like, just don't forget, we got a Dollar General, too. And we had a little, you know, back and forth conversation. And mm-hmm. so I went on my way, but it was really funny. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So make it make it clear out there. There's also a dollar store. No, it's Dollar General. It's Dollar General, <sighs> not the, the dollar store. They're two very different things. I blew it. I'm sorry. <laughs> my apologies to everyone out there. Church. Church. Fire department. Fire department. Dollar General. Dollar General. Got I it. I think that's it. Well, yep. um, if if anyone has any corrections to that, yeah, you can go ahead and, and, <laughs> and uh, tweet them to at real Donald Trump. At, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure that <clears throat> the information will get to us somehow. Eventually, yeah. So turn in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. 